you're listening to Boss Up, the podcast for purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and side hustlers. I'm your host, Jessica Alexander. I'm the founder and CEO of Operation Evolve, an author, speaker, coach, and the creator of Boss Babes Brunch Tour. It's my personal mission to help you gain clarity, discover your passions, and walk in your purpose. Now let's get started with today's episode. Happy Friday! We made it to the weekend, and if you're listening to this the day the podcast drops, it is National Wear Red Day. So I hope you're wearing red in support of heart health. Now, what many people don't know is that in addition to Black History Month and the month of love with Valentine's Day, February is actually Heart Health Month. And I was really fortunate to serve as a spokesperson for the Heart Truth during my reign as Miss Black Alabama USA, and I learned so much about heart health and how to prevent as well as how to recognize the symptoms of heart disease. So I want to share this with you all today because it's really important for you to recognize the symptoms of heart disease. So here they go. Dizziness upon standing, irregular heartbeat, cold sweat, achy arms, unusual tiredness, nausea, and heartburn-like symptoms. And it's really important for you to recognize that when you are experiencing those symptoms, you need to see a physician. You need to go get that checked out. But before we go into today's podcast, I want you to let you know that there are also some symptoms that your health, the health of your business is not where it needs to be. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I need you to get your pen and your paper, get ready to take some notes, get ready to screenshot, get ready to figure out what these symptoms are so that you can make sure that your business is operating at a healthy status. So let's get started. All right, so today we're going to be talking about the health of your business. I mean, it's Heart Health Month. Let's check our business health as well. Now, before we get started, I do want you to know that this is not an exhaustive list. So there are probably additional tools out there that you can find that will be able to assist you as you are determining whether or not you are moving in the right direction with your business. However, with me starting almost five years ago on my entrepreneurial journey, I can definitely say that these three tips that I'm going to share with you, these three symptoms I'll be sharing are really really important to help you find out which direction you're going in and whether or not you are building a healthy business and a healthy brand that will stand the test of time. So let's just get into it. The first thing is that you noticed an attitude shift in how you view your business. So you're looking at your business. One day everything was great and bubbly, but now you just, you don't have any excitement. You don't have any passion for the things that you're doing. You wake up every day and you're dreading the tasks that you have to do. You're dreading the appointments that you have with potential clients. You're dreading the work that you've promised to give to to clients. Now, sometimes this can be due to personal reasons. Maybe you're experiencing something at home, a relationship, so on and so forth. But what I have found is that If you have an attitude about the work you have to do, you may not be operating out of a space of purpose. And this typically happens when you find money being like your motivating factor for entering an industry. So let's say, for example, all right, 
I don't know about you, but I have gotten caught up with a Primerica sales associate. Now, this is no shade to Primerica, but what got my attention to come in was, of course, they show you the structure of how much money you can make and, you know, your earning potential. And in my mind, I'm seeing dollar dollar bills and I'm thinking I'm about to be out here in these streets making it rain. So I go to these meetings. I pay the fee. I am ready to live my best life. I'm ready to get my Mercedes at age 23, do my thing. And because they showed me this, they showed me the payment structure. It looked like it was going to be something that would be attainable, like it was going to be something that was going to be not easy, but I felt like I could put the work in and make it happen. But after it literally took me like two weeks for me to recognize that this just wasn't what I wanted to do. And that's literally how I feel about any type of network marketing opportunity. There have been so many times where people have you know, almost trapped me into pitches. I can list them off. Primerica, Mary Kay, Avon, um, Rodan and Fields. Like there have been several times when people have sat me down and told me about the earning potential and how exciting an opportunity is. But after my experience with Primerica, what I recognize is that I just don't have the passion for that type of sales structure, even though I know people who have been able to retire. I remember I had someone who was a, a Mary Kay vendor at one of my Boss Babes brunch events back in 2017. I'll never forget because she told me she was a nurse practitioner. And I know that nurse practitioners get paid a very solid salary, but she told me that she was able to retire from that position just off of Mary Kay. I know women who have made so much money that they've been able to get that free Mary Kay car, that Cadillac. But I know for me, I just don't have the passion for that specific industry. So it doesn't matter how how well someone else is doing. I just know that that's not my lane. I tried it and I recognized it just wasn't for me. And you might find yourself in a similar position, maybe not an MLM, but someone told you about how popping it was for you to be in Forex or how easy it was for you to start up your boutique or how easy it was for you to do content creation. But what you find out is that that's just not your purpose. So you don't have any enthusiasm about it. So when things don't go exactly the way that you want them to go, you are it's easier for you to quit. So if you are experiencing that, and there's just a few other symptoms of that is that you're avoiding emails and calls, you're trying to do the most. So you're, like I said, you're operating completely outside of your purpose zone and you're just taking on projects that are just bringing in money. And trust me, I've been there before because you need the income to come in, but it's not necessarily in the area that you love working in. You can do it, but it's just not your thing. But you pick up the project because you need the income. I've been there. I've done that. And what I have found is that it's just so much easier for you to sit down and identify what lane you want to be in, what lane will get you up every single morning. Even if you're not getting those dollars rolling in immediately, you know that once you get your systems in place, once you get a team in place, once you get some structure going on, that things will be on and popping. So if your attitude is stank towards your daily activities, especially if they're the daily revenue generating activities, then you simply just might be um, working outside of your zone of purpose and your zone of genius. And it's time for you to sit down and reevaluate re the direction that you want your brand to go into. 
So if your attitude is stank, it's time for you to take a moment and decide which lane you want to go in. Now, the second thing is that you're seeing inconsistency in sales. Now, this is completely shift in gears because now we're talking about your methods. It's talking about your marketing. It's talking about your product. And it's talking about your process that you're getting your items to your consumers. So when you're experiencing inconsistent sales, there are so many factors that that play a part in this. You know, when COVID hit last year, a lot of businesses dropped sales immediately, not because people didn't want to come into their shops, not because people didn't care about their products anymore, but simply because the government said that your business wasn't allowed to be open. So that is an anomaly and something that you also want to consider, but that could be a factor. But other factors in why you're experiencing some inconsistency could be, you know, the market simply no longer needs or wants your product. Let's think about blank CDs. Now, I'm an 80s baby, so I grew up in the time where, like, I remember my Destiny's Child Survivor CD was printed on a pink CD that someone got and burned the CD for me. Um, I'm pretty sure if you are, like, um, under the age of 18, the term burning a CD may be a completely foreign concept to you. I ain't trying to play you, but, you know, do you know what a burning CD is? Just like I remember before CDs that I remember putting my, saving my files on a floppy disk. And again, there are people who use typewriters. <laughs> I've never used a typewriter in my life, but it comes a time where certain things are no longer needed. Obsolete is the word that I was looking for. There we go. So there is your product obsolete to the market. You know, there comes a certain time where items are improved, processes are improved. There's a newer, faster, more fashionable, more um, an easier to use product, which makes your current product that you might be selling obsolete. So even as a service provider, I'm trying to think of a service that no one needs anymore and nothing is coming to me off the top of my head, but I promise you it will by the time I finish this example. But let's let's stay with products for now. <laughs> you know, we talked about VHS. We talked about CDs. You know, do your consumers want that anymore? I remember even a fashion product. I was just I was watching America's Next Top Model on Amazon Prime, <laughs> and they had like all the old seasons on there. And I just remember seeing a woman with gauchos on. And like I said, all of my 80s babies know what the gauchos are because I remember my senior year in high school, everyone was wearing them. I personally did not like them, so I didn't wear a pair. But everyone was wearing gauchos. But, you know, fast forward a couple of years and no one really cared about gauchos anymore. So if you had, you if you had purchased, you know, 100,000 units of gauchos because you saw that the market was trending in that area, and unfortunately, you were a later adopter to that trend. You probably got stuck with inventory that didn't get off of the shelves. Um, so you have to be aware of what the market is asking for versus what you think the market needs. I never came up with that service based idea. Charge it to my head, not my heart. But the second thing that you want to ask yourself if you're experiencing inconsistency in sales is, are you positioned in front of the right audience? 
that's a, a big issue for a lot of people. I speak about this and actually in several episodes about the importance of being in front of the right audience. You know, you can have the best product in the world. It can be amazing. But if you're pitching to the wrong people, you're not going to get the sales you need. For example, I have a service based example for this now. Let's say you are a very high ticket coach. I'm talking about you, your program is close to six figures a year. It might be six figures a year. And you are pitching the people who might be in the range of only making, you know, less than less than five figures a month in their business. They can't afford you. It doesn't matter the results that you're sharing with them that you can provide for them. But if you're telling them, if you know, if you're saying, okay, I see that this is what you're trying to do. These are my solutions, but you aren't pitching in front of the right people and you're pitching to people who can't afford it, then you're not going to get the sales. Just like if you have an expensive jewelry line and you're pitching to people who are in high school, how can you expect for them to be able to afford what you're selling? So you need to make sure that while you are looking at your marketing scheme and while you're looking at your positioning in the market that you put in your product or service in front of the right audience. And the last thing that you need to check with this is your consistency with your marketing plan. And what I find is that a lot of people actually don't have a marketing plan, which is kind of crazy. And I'll make sure that I put a link in the show notes so that you can look so you can schedule a consultation so we can figure out how we can create a marketing strategy for you. But it's crazy that you, you just can't throw it out there. And I know that there's so many people online that talk about how easy it is for you to start this business and how easy it is for you to get clients and all these things are so easy. And yes, setting up a business is easy. Getting the LLC, easy. Getting the EIN, easy. Putting together a website and getting a logo, all those things are easy. But if you don't have a solid marketing plan, all you're going to find is that you have all these things and no clients. And how cute is that? Not cute at all. Okay. So you need to be consistent with your marketing efforts. And a lot of times, the most unfortunate thing is that you don't understand. And I'm not pointing my finger at you listening, but as a collective, we sometimes don't understand how long it takes for a marketing plan to start seeing results. So you hire someone to help you with your branding and your marketing. You don't see immediate results and then you're upset because you didn't get the sales you wanted or you didn't get the things you're expecting. But in all actuality, it takes time for some of these things to start seeing results. Sim simply put. So in addition to being consistent with your marketing, you need to make sure that you're consistent for a long enough time to measure the results, to see what's working and what's not working. You can't post to social media one day and say, oh, well, I didn't get the likes I wanted. I didn't get the comments I wanted. So this medium isn't good for me to use. You have to give it some time because you'll find that things fluctuate. Some things work, some things don't. You take what works and you take it to the next level. You take what doesn't work, you either eliminate it or you reiterate to make it better. But you have to give it time. So when it comes to your inconsistent sales, just make sure that you're checking on that the market wants your product, that you are positioned in front of the right audience, and that you have a consistent marketing plan. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about, and this is a big one, is that you're overwhelmed and stressed out. Now, you start balding over your business, there's a problem. 
I have a testimony. I'll share it another time. Just put a pin in that conversation. But when you find yourself stressed out in business, let me just go into this a little bit. So I remember, you know, let me just give you a mini testimony. There was a time when I was very, 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 very stressed out. This was when I was in the, on the road for Boss Babes Brunch Tour in 2019. It was very stressful. And when I'm talking about losing some hair, your girl was on your way. I was on my way. But there are certain symptoms that you'll find when you're stressed out in business. Like when your heartbeat is irregular, when you're stressed, when you can't sleep, like that's a problem. You need to be able to pay attention to that. You know, you're not able to fulfill your client request when you need to. You're struggling with balancing the administrative tasks versus your revenue generating tasks. It's a sign that you are probably unorganized and or need help. And I'm going to share with you some of the best advice I got when it came to organizing my schedule. And this really helped me get things back on track. Even though COVID was a whole deal last year, I was still able to utilize these um, these tips to help me find some structure in my business, find some structure in my life. And start moving on to generate the income that I'm looking to generate and to create some solid systems to make sure that I'm not over here bald headed trying to run a business. So um, Miley Teal, if you're not familiar with her, she's the founder of Curlbox. And one tip that she gave, and I'm still struggling with this, but I still do it. I create a daily schedule and she says account for every single minute of your day. So what does that look like? That literally looks like you first you need to understand what tasks you need to complete. You need to have a clear understanding of how long it takes for you to complete each of those tasks. And once you do that, you, um, you need to figure out which tasks are daily tasks, which tasks are monthly tasks, and which tasks are weekly tasks. And then once you figure out, okay, this is how long it takes for me to create my content. This is how long it takes for me to record and edit podcasts. This is how long it takes for me to do these things. Once I'm aware of that, then I need to start writing out a daily schedule. And if you're like me and you have multiple projects that you're trying to balance, what I found most helpful is to not mix up what I'm doing in the day. So I have private clients that I have. I have... In addition to my private clients, I also have um, a coaching program through Crown Chasers. I still am managing th some things with Boss Babes Brunch Tour, and I have some additional projects that I'm working on. So I know that if I try to shift gears every single day, that it would just kind of be confusing for me and it would, wouldn't have give me the best amount of focus. So instead of trying to do a little bit of everything in one day, I dedicate one day to each task. Another thing that you might even want to consider once you get your daily schedule together and you're just like, OK, these are the tasks that I need to complete on these days. You might look down that schedule and see that there may not be enough time for you to do a lot of the things that you have in place. So you might even have a bunch of administrative tasks like sending out emails, um, scheduling social media, things like that. that actually can be um, what's the word I'm looking for? Delegate it. There we go. So you have to learn how to also delegate certain tasks if you find yourself getting overwhelmed. So if you find yourself not in the position to delegate, then there are going to have to be some things that you take off of your plate. 
And that can be a really, really difficult thing when you're passionate about a lot of projects, especially if you found a little bit of traction and you have a clear vision for it. But if you are juggling too many balls, they're all going to fall to the ground. And we we really don't have time for that. So here are your options. After you've gotten your schedule together, again, it's really important before we go into this, it's really important for you to find some discipline with your time. And for me, as an entrepreneur, you talk about how you can have your day to yourself and you can schedule your day and however you want to do it. And that it's just, you know, I can wake up whenever I want to and it sounds good. But at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, and especially if you are a solo entrepreneur, there is so much more structure that you need to to put in place. And if you don't have the discipline to have Netflix on and work at the same time, if you don't have the, the discipline to to decline phone calls, if you don't have the discipline to stay off of Instagram every five seconds to check and see if somebody liked your picture or made a comment, you have to put some things in place to make sure that you stay focused. Let me share with you a few things that I do. First and foremost, there are apps that you can use for your laptop and for your phone that will block you from getting on it. So if you know that you need to write out emails and you know you need to write an ebook, you know you need to finish out a course, you know that you need to count inventory, whatever you need to do, put my favorite app is Flora and literally it you plant a tree, you can um incentivize yourself monetarily by saying if I get out of this app for a specific amount of time and my tree dies, then I will donate this this amount of money. Uh, So that's a really great thing. Um, I can't remember the app for my laptop, but there's also an app that blocks websites from a certain time. So from, let's say, from nine to five, I cannot log into Facebook. I cannot log into YouTube. I cannot log into any website that typically serves as a distraction, Netflix, whatever. So those things to block distractions are really important. Yes, you're an entrepreneur, but that doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want unless making no money is the game plan for you. If that's the case, do whatever you want. But you need to figure out what things trigger your lack of focus. If it's apps, put the app blockers on. If it's Netflix, delete the app from your phone. And another one, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, but one of the tips that he gives in that book is to turn off your notifications. Because if every five seconds you're getting an email notification or a text message notification or a notification that someone liked the picture and you go and check on that notification, it's taken away from your focus, one, and it's taken away from you doing productive activities. So once you have that schedule in place, you want to make sure that you're doing your part to avoid the distractions that take you off course. Now. Like I said earlier, sometimes you'll put that schedule together. You'll be very diligent. You'll be very, um, very structured when it comes to your day, but you'll still find that you don't have time to complete everything that you want to do. And you will have to decide to either hire some help, get you an intern, get a VA, hire an assistant, um, delegate that task in some shape or form, or you have to remove certain things from your to-do list. So you might be working on too many projects and you're not able to focus enough time on one. I remember during the during Boss Babes brunch tour the first year, and this was when I was doing events every single weekend in a new city. I remember 
I was I just did not have the capacity to focus on any of my pageant coaching clients. And I made a really tough decision to put that down for a season. And I knew that I was losing momentum and my I was going to lose momentum when it came to uh, my presence in the pageant world. And I knew that but I also knew that if I kept bringing on clients, they weren't going to get served in the way that they needed to. So I had to make a tough decision, and that was to put Crown Chasers pageantry on the back burner. And um, this year, well, in 2020, I picked it back up, and it has been going incredibly well. But I can only imagine that had I tried to balance too many things, all those balls would have dropped to the ground. And I'm really really glad that I made that decision. And it was a tough decision, but as a leader in your business, you will have to make several more tough decisions on your journey. The earlier you can start making those tough decisions and those tough calls, the better you'll get at it. And the easier it'll be for you to recognize um, when you need to bring on help or put something down for a season. So if you're overwhelmed and stressed out, that is a clear indicator that the health of your business is not going well. So I just want to repeat those things just so as you can have them ingrained in your mind. So if you find yourself with an unhealthy business, here are a few things. If, if you don't know, here are a few of the symptoms. So one, your attitude is shifted. You got the stank face every single time anything business related comes up. You have inconsistent sales. Make sure you're checking to make sure your product, their service is still desired, that it's being positioned properly, and that you are consistently marketing to your audience. And last but not least, when you find yourself overwhelmed or stressed out, it's a clear indicator that you need to get organized, you need to get structured, you need systems in place, and you might need to delegate some tasks to other people who are better at it than you. So it's so important for you to constantly take a health check of your business. You know, as women and men, we have these annual checkups. I would suggest doing monthly checkups, sometimes even weekly checkups of some of the activities that we have in place. But if at anything, do them every single quarter just to make sure that you are on the right path to growth. And then if you want to go ahead and download this free tool that I designed, it's called the Boss Up Daily Checklist. You can print off as many copies as you need, but really it gives you a chance to outline your daily schedule. I've got the link in the show notes. And if you are recognizing that not only am I unorganized, but I really just don't even know what direction my business is going in. I just jumped into this thing. I'm super passionate about it, but I need help. I need someone to walk with me on this journey. Good news. Um, Boss Up Business Accelerator is accepting new clients. This is an incredible eight-week program that leads you through um, defining your audience, putting together your business plan, putting together a branding and brand strategy, marketing and marketing strategy, leveraging systems, using events, um, growth strategies, and sales strategies. Everything you need to get your business going in the right direction. I will also put a link in the show notes for anyone who's interested in that program. Have some amazing clients in it right now, and we are seeing some incredible results. And I would love to help you get those results in your business as well. Lastly, one big favor I want you to subscribe to this podcast. I want you to give me your rate and please share a review if this was helpful for you today. But I want you to screenshot and let me know 
what one of your biggest takeaways from today's episode was, you can tag me at Jessica C. Alexander. And of course, I will put the link to my Instagram account in the show notes. Well, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope you have an incredible week, incredible Black History Month, incredible Heart Health Month, and I will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you found today's podcast episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share with your tribe. Also, check out coaching programs and upcoming events from our website, operationevolve.com. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next week.